Hey there, welcome to Rested Mama's Talk. We're Chelsea and Mika, your certified pediatric sleep coaches who were once exhausted mamas just like you, turned into rested mamas who have now helped hundreds of families get better sleep in three days with an alternative to traditional sleep training. As creators of the Association Fading Sleep Method, we teach a responsive and holistic approach. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing the journey from true parental exhaustion to thriving parenthood. From real sleep tips from us and other experts to real stories of families just like you. Let's get rested. Hey guys, how are you? I am so happy to be here. Hey Mika, how are you? Hello, good. How are you? Good. So my name is Chelsea and this is my lovely partner, Mika. Hi. <laughs> Hi. So we really are so excited to talk about sleep again today. It is something that we honestly talk about all day long. And I know for you parents, this can be a topic that also can feel all-consuming all at times. So today we actually want to dive in and talk about really all those whys for sleep. Today is so, a hot topic. It's a, it's, it's a personal topic, right? It is a, it's a struggle it's a, topic. And it's a personal topic, honestly, for us. Um, this was kind of a very personal and topic of struggle for, for you and I, to be honest with you, before we even became sleep coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something that we encounter a lot with parents and with families is that when I knew I had to sleep train, when was that moment that that came up for you? So, um, I don't know, Mika, I just, it, it, it can feel like a heavy topic sometimes, you know, it can, um, you know, it, because it, it's, it's almost like part of a journey that we all go through because we know that we need sleep, right? So we, we get all of this, um, warning, I'll say, right. I will tell you, I actually hated it being pregnant with my first. And they would be <laughs> yeah. like, oh, it's so exciting. Oh, get your sleep now. You like, just I wait. just regretted that. It was like, yeah. you were wishing this bad juju on me. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, like on my, with my first, I like really didn't know anything about sleep no. training or what that was. Right. It was just like, okay. I'm bracing myself. I'm going to try really hard not to have that life. Right. right. I don't have any control over no. it. <laughs> and I think that that control piece honestly was the hardest part for me because so when I had my daughter, I, so I'm a pretty type A person. <laughs> I really like routine and schedules and honestly to have some control over my life. And I think that was the hardest part as a new parent was just that there really was an element of lack of control yes. regarding my child's sleep and really my own sleep when it came to it, you know? Um, and so it's just, it, you know, I think that Mika, you and I have talked about this before, you know, for me personally, you know, I went through some pretty, um, severe postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety with my daughter. And obviously this was before I was a sleep coach and it really did feel all encompassing. And, you know, at the time, it was actually sleep training and getting my daughter better sleep so that I could be having rest and sleep myself that actually helped me begin to recover from that. Um, and it still was a long road, but I think that that is such a common 
um, kind of underlying factor, I think for a lot of parents that we work with, you know, but there's a struggle that happens, right? So you said something that you think resonates with a lot of moms, right? Like, especially with your first, if you, if you think you're ready, especially if you planned it, right. Or, or you've gone through multiple, um, different miscarriages and like, this is your first. And so you're, you feel like you're so prepared. And then there are two steps to realizing that you don't have control. The first one is realizing that it has nothing to do with you, right? And it lingers, right? Like the whole part of like you yourself as a mom aren't doing anything wrong. And that's the hardest part for a lot of us. (laughs) Yeah. But that doesn't go away, even though the other part of your brain knows like, okay, I know this is part of newbornhood, right? This is part of the fourth trimester or like even infancy, right? Because we know that we get a lot of families with children much, much older that are not getting sleep. And you can't help but think like, I'm doing something wrong. Um, But then you do know that there's some things you can do out there, but then you're not sure you should do them. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you feel like you need to do them, but then you feel guilty for wanting to do them. Yes. <laughs> and that you can't do them differently. So. Or you know, that like, the- that you feel like you have this like kind of internal parental instinct of really what you want to do. But then as much as we love social media and the internet, I mean, there are just so many compounding opinions and just discussions out there among parents. And it can be really hard for you to kind of have the gumption to listen to that instinct as well um, within within that process and that journey. What did that feel like for you though? Like, Mm -hmm. because I feel like there's a few jumps when you went from like, oh, I didn't have control and right. And then obviously six, you know, seven years later, (laughs) but um, I, I do feel like we get this, conversation or this topic all the time when families first talk to us it's a discovery call so they're testing out either they they've either made their decision and they're obviously picking their coach but there's a lot of families who are just trying to figure out like am I going to embark on this journey at all yeah um I was actually talking to a client actually not that long ago and she was like for me And when we first talked to her, she was like, you know, I was sitting here with my baby, never getting sleep at all, more than maybe two hours at a time at most. And she was like, I remember sitting there and being like, oh my gosh, like, what do other people do? Like that, I know. And just like that, because it's so much talked about like how you don't get sleep, but like nobody talks about like, what you do to get sleep, (laughs) you know, like that's, or how you function without the sleep. Yeah. And it just like that, when she said that, I was like, it is so true. Like, especially when you're in that moment for you just to feel like, oh my gosh, like how are other people handling this? You know? Um, so actually, you know what, Miko, um, before we recorded this today, we actually got some questions from, just our audience. And as we were going through this topic of, you know, when I knew I wanted to sleep train or that I had to sleep train, that it was time. And so really, I think that some of these questions really go at the heart of our own experiences. And so let's just kind of dive right in. What do you think? So one of the questions was, which goes to exactly what we're talking about is, so why do you think it has become such a cultural norm 
to, or almost like kind of like a rite of passage for it to be okay for you to not get rest as a parent. Like it, it's almost like it's kind of, ex, which is, it's, it's hard. It's a difficult situation, but why do you think it's something that is just, that's what you do? How do you think it's become that way? <laughs> you, you kind of mentioned it already. We are trained when we're pregnant and expecting that it's just gonna, like, that's just what happens when you have a baby, but mm-hmm. nobody talks about how to navigate through it. Yeah. And this is maybe a little feminist in me coming from the US working mom kind of thing, but, and then you get, when you're lucky, 12 weeks of maternity leave, yeah. like that's supposed to be enough to help you feel refreshed and recovered to take care of a baby, to take care of, you know, whatever you're doing at work Mm -hmm. and all the contracts around us are kind of around it and everything related to getting sleep. For some reason, there's this weird taboo around it. Um, Mostly, I know we're going to get into it, but because people don't understand the different options, right? but um, it's, it's almost like helping your child get better sleep without just letting them magically all mm-hmm. of a sudden get sleep somehow feels unnatural and unsafe yeah. by some people. And for me, that was, that was it. I mean, mm-hmm. and that just like, yeah, my mom guilt. Well, and I think that, okay. So <laughs> speaking of kind of like the feminist in me and, um, just kind of us as women, I also think that there's an element there where when you think about it, it's kind of interesting, you know, we really like to relate to one another as moms and to parents. And so it's almost like that feeling of like, by talking about how you don't get sleep and kind of sharing that it's like us as women, like our way of being like, you know, kind of coming together as one, you know, like yeah. this is what we all do. Misery and, loves yes, misery, exactly. <laughs> misery loves yeah. company. But I just think that for you and I, we want company, but like we want you guys to be in company of sleep. <laughs> you know, like we want you to be rested and know that that's okay. You know, um, and so it, it is. And I think that's part of partially like one of our missions is to like kind of combat that cultural norm that's formed that like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you a bad parent to want sleep um, or to feel like you need sleep or to prioritize that in any way. Um, or you said something, I think that even gets to the heart of it. Um, it's okay to feel like you're struggling without that normal part that everyone says. So that client that you were talking about said when, you know, she was running on two hours of sleep and she's like, how does anyone else do this? Mm -hmm. I remember that feeling and thinking like, oh my God, a million other people do this and they seem okay. Why can't I handle it? Yeah, they seem okay. I'm not meant to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I am not strong enough for this. Like that's where my mind goes. Cause we don't talk about it. It's just like, yes, I'm tired. You know, when you kind of move yeah. on or, you know, I, I wish, you know, this on myself, but like for some of us. 
Well, and I think that that was like, for me, that was really was at the core of a lot of my, my depression. And that was because, you know, being a, a former teacher, I was a teacher at the time. I had like all this experience with children and I do, I do remember that moment of being on my bed, talking to my husband and it, it was almost like a shame. Like yeah. I should be able to do this. Of all people, I should be able to do this. And, but it's okay to not feel like you can do it. Um, because. And to want to change it. Yeah. And to feel like yeah. this is not sustainable. That doesn't make you a bad parent by yeah. any means um, at all. Actually, in that um, one of our audience members, they, they put in a question here that goes along to it. And we can both answer this too, but. When was the moment for you, Mika, that you n- knew something needed to change for you or for your family, for your daughter? Yeah. Do you remember that moment? I do. Um, like, and, and maybe I'm still a little post-hormonal just from, <laughs> from my child a, a year and a half ago, even though my first child was six years ago, but um, I could feel, I honestly, I could feel everything. I didn't, I, I should say that I also started off as I'm pretty type A myself. Um, I, <laughs> that's, I, why, that's why, that's why we were friends. <laughs> yeah, we're we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the same time, um, I feel like I also, we kind of waited to have our first because I was maybe almost overly aware of what it entailed to like take care of a child and the oldest of um of eight cousins and then the filipino culture we're like all brothers all together sisters, yeah. right um and then and i'm the oldest of my siblings i have shared a room with an infant as a child mm-hmm. um i you know spent all my time in childcare when i was younger and so i just knew i just knew at the same time I was trying to build a career for myself Um, and I was in corporate in this time and I was making my way up the corporate ladder and then always try to figure out when's the right time. Okay. So we finally realized it was the right time. I was 31 Mm -hmm. when I had my child, my first child and, um, and you I mean pregnancy for everyone? I'm sure brought a whole lot of things. So <laughs> yeah. forward, we have her, and I remember everything from the time we came home, thinking like, okay, okay, we can do this, we can do this, and waking up every two hours, like it's fine, right? Because That's eventually you. it'll go away, and yeah, like they say eventually they'll start, you know, sleeping longer and all that stuff. Yeah, I want to say that. It was probably four weeks in and I was counting down the days where I had to go back to work, which was, Mm -hmm. I want to say it was going to be in two weeks. My daughter was still waking every two hours. I had already gotten approval to let her sleep like, and not wake her. Not feed her. Yeah. But she was still waking. And I was like, okay, I, how long am I supposed to wait for? Um, we were barely able to, first of all, get out of the house mm-hmm. because why wake times or whatever was like every 30 minutes. And by that time I had read somewhere and joined multiple Facebook groups 
that that's what you do. You got to make sure that they get a lot of good sleep in the day. And like that wasn't working. And our addiction was the yoga ball. Like nursing was not part of our journey. So we were yoga balling for every single nap to help her fall asleep right before bed. And then 15 minutes of yoga balling turned into 30 minutes, turned into an hour. And then that's one thing for bedtime, but then it turned into that for every, every night. night waking <laughs> yeah. where there were times, you were like constantly putting her to sleep. Just, I felt like that was all yeah. I was doing. And then when she wouldn't sleep, I would be like, what the F is wrong with me? Yeah. I can't soothe my child to go back to sleep. Yeah. And then, um, I remember like one specific night, my husband was also, he took paternity leave at the same time that, that I took maternity leave. And, um, and I know he was stressing out too about going back to work and Mm -hmm. we just, we were kind of a mess. We were, I'm sure not connecting. I don't even remember what our relationship was like. I'm sure it was bad (laughs) during the time. And he was on the yoga ball because it was his shift. So we took shifts. And I took the first half some nights. He took the second half. I know it was probably like three or two in the morning, maybe. Mm -hmm. She woke up. It was his turn for the yoga ball. I had a little milk, but like nursing wasn't like a huge, it soothed her, but didn't make her fall asleep. But I was exhausted because I had just been up. Yeah. I remember he was probably 45 minutes on that ball. Mm -hmm. He was not sleeping. And he turned to me and he was like, just give her the boob. And I remember like, like holding myself. Like, like, I can't. No, you guys have to figure it out. I we're laughing very, now about it, but yeah, it, you know, at the so time, not horrible. funny. Like very, very horrible. And we, I don't know, we made it through the night and the very next morning, my husband turned to me and he was like, something needs to change. And tomorrow and I realized at that moment that like, I, this was not me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I didn't have control over this. It was starting to affect everyone. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I couldn't even tell if it was affecting my child yet. She was so small, mm-hmm. but I knew that I wanted her to sleep and I wanted more so for me, I wanted to feel like. I could function in the day to be the mom that I prepared for. And I vision for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I was not. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that was, that was like the big, that was your moment. That was my big moment. Yeah. That we needed it. Well, and I think like for me, it was, it was similar (laughs) and we both have amazing husbands and, you know, it was a similar (laughs) situation where he kind of brought it to my attention you know, I kind of go back to what I was saying before. Like I did have a lot of feeling of shame and just even the, just how I was doing mentally. And there was, I was feeling shameful about that. Um, and so just in kind of my nature, I hide a lot of things. Um, you know, when I'm not doing well, it's, I really only share that with a few close people. And that's something that I think that I have gotten better about as I've gotten older and gotten to be kind of more in my adulthood. But, you know, it was something that I was so shameful. I I really was masking a lot of it, except for when I was at home. Yeah. And, um, when I was at home, it was almost like, 
I think from his perspective, obviously when you're in it, it's very different. I was almost like a shell of myself, um, just going through the steps of the day, but it was not me. Um, and you know, I think it it actually was a little bit older. I think my daughter was maybe like three months, three and a half, maybe four months. And I just had a really rough afternoon, um, you know, with, so your addiction was the yoga ball. (laughs) Ours was just pure contact sleep. Um, and you know, I had a tough nursing journey myself. I had some difficulty with supply and her latch was really difficult in the beginning too. So then there was that other element of shame mm-hmm. to uh, compound that. Um, and yeah, I just remember just crying in my room and my husband coming in and saying like, I don't know what we have to do, but we need to do something because you just need to sleep. And that's what he just kept on saying. I just need to get you sleep. And and so that was really the first step, kind of in our journey towards finding really what worked best for us, for our family, um, so that we, it could be a more sustainable journey moving forward so that we could, that we could be the best parents that we want to be. Um, and so I didn't have to feel like I was a shell of myself. Um, can I just tell you like this? Yeah big aha moment that I just noticed from both of our stories. That's kind of sad, but amazing at the same time. And I hope we are that for people is neither of us individually decided that it was time. It was our husband's. Yeah. Someone else had to tell us that. I think that I think it was probably because I needed the okay. Looking from somebody, back, from somebody, right. from right. somebody. Like I don't even think it had to be my husband. That's like, true. I, yeah. I, I just think that, like, for he was the one that was seeing it every day, and so I think that that's why he was able to be that person. But yeah, I don't, I don't, and I hope if you're listening to this, if we're that person for you, like, please let us be that people for you to know that, like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I don't want to change things. Yeah. And no, it doesn't mean that you're not meant to be a parent if yeah. you are struggling right now. Like we are not, okay, I, I think I read this somewhere. It's sleep is, a, I mean, I, I also know this because I studied war, but like sleep, <laughs> sleep deprivation is a form of torture. It is. So it's, like- It's a biological need. It's a biological need. Yeah. So for us to think that we can- handle it gracefully. Okay. Maybe some people just have really low sleep needs, but for a majority of people, like it is like, it's a torture tool. So it's okay to feel like, Oh my gosh, this is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we ended up waiting until about three and a half months before I even honestly decided that like we needed help outside of the, I will tell you bajillion books Mm -hmm. that I have purchased. Um, and we ended up getting a sleep coach, yeah. um, the first time around, yeah. actually multiple, multiple. That I all at the same time, <laughs> yeah. just because I wanted to be sure I wanted to do that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do that. Right. I didn't want to screw it up. Yeah. And honestly, it was the best thing that, that you did. It just the, yeah. It, it honestly, it was, and actually this kind of goes into, let's kind of do maybe just one more question. And this goes into that. And that is what did you get back? <laughs> so by getting sleep, like what did you get back? How did your life look different? Um, 
you know, for me, I mean, there are countless things I could sit here and give you a list, but um, honestly, it was the top two, but my relationship with my husband, um, there was a period of time. It was, they're just really, not that we had a bad relationship by any means, but like there, it, it was like a coexisting situation. We were there for the common goal of taking care of our daughter, but in terms of like having like an, a true marriage for that period of time, um, I don't know if that was the case. Um, and I think that, you know, just being a better person and kind of being in a better spot personally, you know, I was, I was, we were able to have conversations outside of, I'm really tired, <laughs> you know, um, or, you know, she needs X, Y, and Z. Like we were able to talk again. So that was one of the biggest life-changing things for us. Um, what about you, Mika? I think I realized that I'm very impacted by sleep deprivation. Like I am maybe not even normal, but I am an eight hour kind of person. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's because when I'm awake and maybe this is going to make you laugh when I'm awake, I'm not at a hundred percent. I'm like a thousand percent. Oh, really? I didn't know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I need all the like recharge I can get. So that also means like when I'm completely de- depleted, I'm just not pleasant. Yeah. Like I, I can honestly say that I was probably a pretty bad wife. I was probably very short. I yeah. I was very that. short. Um, I, I honestly didn't want to see any friends for multiple reasons. I didn't want to hear about like, Oh, you know, well, that's part of it. Like I didn't want to hear that. Yeah. So I, I was in my head. I lost complete confidence in myself. Yeah. Um, so after sleep, it was like, okay, I had some clarity. I felt more productive mm-hmm. because in the times that she was sleeping and that the sleep after, obviously that I was getting at night, I could actually be productive at work. Right. I could start working out again because mm-hmm. I have, you know, a little bit sense of myself back. I think just feeling. I think that was kind of what you're just saying about like, I could do these things. But I think I got to a place where I even had the kind of mental capacity to reason like what those things were that I needed. Yeah. Like, I think that even before when I was in that kind of place, I don't even think I could tell you what I needed. Like, I don't even think I could figure out how to help myself. Um, tiring. Cause it was, I was just so tired. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, I think one of the things, you know, okay, friends, <laughs> Moral of the story, <laughs> why, you know, what it is, why we're bringing up this topic and honestly, kind of <laughs> bleeding our souls out of our own personal experiences. It's just that like, you know, we just really want you to know that if this sounds like you in any way, shape or form, that you're not alone. Um, you're, not alone. You, you're not alone. You know, this is a community that it's truly one that others are around that can truly empathize with how you are doing um, and here to really provide you kind of a path um, and kind of to get better sleep so you can feel yourself again, you know? So I think we're here also just to like talk about the things that are unspoken. Mm-hmm. 
like yeah. we mentioned in the beginning, everyone talks about how you're not, you're not supposed to get sleep when you have a baby. Okay. Then what? Yeah. So like, what are you supposed to do with yourself? How are you supposed to feel? Uh, like, how can you feel? What is normal? What's not? It's like, oh man, if, if someone would have just been there for me to talk through that. And it's not like I didn't have, I either had friends who had babies a long time ago. Yeah. Or they were like just around the corner. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. even then I felt like my closest friends, we didn't really talk about that. Yeah. And see, for me, I was like one of my, the first of my close group of friends to even have a child. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't that friend kind of connection there to know. Yeah. To know, um, I mean, family for sure. Um, and, but it's just a little bit different on that end. So, so, so six, so, so six, seven years down the road, right? Yeah. So now we're past it, obviously, because we we obsess so much. We're now sleep experts. Maybe that's your past. What would you, what would you say to yourself? Mm, yeah. When you were going through that time, like seeing, what would you say to yourself? Um, I think that I don't even think I would say don't be ashamed because I don't think I would listen, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of times it's it's a lot harder. It's easier said than done, right? Yeah. Um, I think that in that moment, I would have approached myself, like if I could talk to her then, would be with like specific actionable steps that I could take. Um, because to say like, oh, don't feel this way. You should feel this way. You know, that in that moment, I don't think that would have been productive or helpful. Um, you know, if I could go back and say, you know, okay, so this is what the challenge is here are options of how that can be adjusted or changed. Um, I think that would have been a lot more yeah, productive. Right. Um, cause I just, I just don't think I knew like where to go from there. This is how I was doing. This is what it was. This was the point I was in, but it, it took somebody else, my husband really to do the research to say, okay, this is what we need to do X, Y, and Z. And I think that sometimes I, I laugh because a lot of times I'm just like, I'm that person like, okay, here's the issue this is what we need to do to solve it. But I think that I was so sleep deprived. I don't think I could have done that on my own. And the capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's something I would have, I guess, said or done if I could talk to myself, you know, seven years ago um, in that moment. What about you? What would you, what would you say? I think, I think I probably would say two things. Mm-hmm. The, and they kind of go hand in hand. The first thing I would say is don't wait. Mm, yeah. Because part of me as a mom and honestly, my mom and, you know, my grandmother and aunts like, oh, they'll eventually sleep. Oh, I never had to do anything. Yeah. That doesn't help me. Yeah. <laughs> do anything. They eventually will. Um, until then. I was losing a piece of myself every single day. And so I did, I mean, I didn't wait very long, but, um, I would have said like, don't question yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. don't wait. 
And then the, knowing what I know now with my daughter being six is all the things that I was so scared of doing that I thought was going to screw things up for my <laughs> yeah. obviously yeah. like the really horrible things that you read online, right. um, which by the way, for me, it was Ferber mm-hmm. because that was the only thing really available. Right. Um, I think in mainstream, it's like one of the two things that come up when you Google it, you know, Try it out yeah. and forever, yeah. right. Those are two things. And obviously Chelsea and I, for those of you who um, do follow us, we do have our own method that is not forever. That is not cry it out. It's a little bit more responsive. Um, but my daughter is fine. And yeah. it was honestly probably the best thing I could have done for her. She is thriving and she does not remember a minute of any sleep training that I have done. Well, and and I actually remember with my daughter, like a lot of things just kind of came in line that we were also struggling with when she started sleeping better, (laughs) to be honest with you, like feeding stuff was not as much of an issue after that, because I think that she just had the the rest and mental capacity herself to to tackle those things. She just was a happier baby. Um, and I think that's partially because I was a little, you know, not a little bit, I was a lot happier myself. And sure. Yeah. So, uh, oh, Mika, (laughs) so many things, so many things. Well, let's do this. So one thing that we do is at the end of every one of our episodes here at Rested Mama Talks is that we give you guys a sleep tip. So let's go into today's Your Rested Mama Sleep Tip. Okay, so at the end of today, let's talk about what essentially that big question is. And we want to give you guys some specific indicators to know when you know it's time for sleep training or to answer that question, when do you know, or when I knew I had to sleep train. So we've put together some of these indicators. Mika, do you want to go through them that this can just kind of help guide you to know, you know, is it possibly time? Yeah. So, I mean, first is like remove the white noise. Yeah. Only you are going to know when it's right for you or when it's time. So the first one is that you knew maybe from hearing this podcast, I don't know that it was right for you, that it was right for you. Um, and the second is that, that you were ready for the change. So if you're like, oh, I don't know, things are okay right now. My gosh, don't change a thing. Yeah. Well, you know, dad, you were killing it, whatever. Um, that's not, that's, I, I don't think those are indicators. But when you start feeling like you're in the place that um, is not sustainable or you know you're about to get there mm-hmm. or ready to avoid that place because you aren't seeing the change in routine that you're trying to make then it's time, right? Your relationships are affected. Like there's a lot of things outside of just being sleep deprived um, that really impact like when you feel like you're ready, but only you can 
you can say when you're ready. Yeah. And, and that's like, something, what do you, what do you yeah, have? yeah. That's, I think one of the biggest, I would say it's one of the biggest indicators. Like, are you ready? And that's something that we even talk a lot about with our clients. And in that discovery call that we have initially with a potential client is really saying, you know, like, we're absolutely here to guide you and to really help your family get better rest. But it truly is most successful when the family as a whole is ready for that change. Um, and it's okay if you're not yet, or if like what is what you are doing right now is working for you. That's awesome. Like <laughs> that's great. great. Um, but we are here if it is unsustainable at this point, um, for you. And if that is how you're feeling, you know, it might be time, um, to, to do. Or I guess we should say like, even not unsustainable, because I will tell you with my second child, I did not wait until it was unsustainable. No, like, yeah. I started me too. With my second, I was like, we are not doing this beginning. again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. There are so many things you can do with a newborn. If you know, if you follow us. So yes, like, so I shouldn't even say when it's unsustainable, just like when you're ready to know that, Hey, this is feeling like not myself. I probably don't have the right things in place right now. Or I don't feel like I'm starting not to feel like myself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys, I can't thank you enough for joining us here on another Rested Mama's Talk. It has been awesome. Thank you so much for talking today, Nika. We love you. (laughs) Can't wait for you to chat next time. And thanks so much for joining us. And stay rested. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rested Mama's Talk. To stay connected and get more sleep tips from us, follow us on our Instagram page at rested underscore mama underscore happy underscore baby. To find out how we are helping families around the world get better sleep, check out our website at www.restedmamahappybaby.com or chat with us directly to learn more about our programs. Chat with you next time.